Songa Center here in Lowell where Merrimack trails UMass Lowell by the score of 4-3 at the end of two periods of play. Mike Macknick with John Leahy. Tonight's second intermission brought to you by Merrimack Grad School. At Merrimack, you can earn your master's degree in as little as one year. Choose from graduate programs in business, education, engineering, health sciences, criminology, and so much more. Visit merrimack.edu backslash graduate. That's merrimack.edu backslash graduate today for all the details. Well, always great to speak with Chris Aliano. He is the assistant athletic director for communications uh, at Merrimack. And, uh, well, Chris, uh, tonight's game, uh, Merrimack was out strong, I thought, the first few minutes of the first period. Played well, didn't have anything to show for it. Lowell then uh, gets a goal uh, just after that on the power play and ends up uh, uh, getting two more in the period for a 3 nothing lead. Seemed like Merrimack really back on their heels. Came out strong in the second period there with three quick goals to tie the game up. Uh, but then Lowell bounced, bounced back and picked up the power play goal late in the period of, of their own to retake the lead 4-3. I'm not sure this game is the way that a lot of people would have thought it was going to go coming into tonight, given the two teams' relative situations. But uh, what have you seen out there? I mean, you know, you'll take it every time you can see that tenacity like Merrimack displayed early in the second to, to come back there. It's only the second time this year Merrimack scored three goals in a period, and that's uh, the only other time was the third period in Michigan. So you love that. You love seeing that on the road, most important, most especially. You love seeing that uh, coming back from the 3 nothing deficit up. It love to do some digging to see the last time they rallied back from a three-goal deficit to at least tie the game. Uh, but like you said, I'm sure Norm Bazin, who you know, rides his staff on uh, having such a fundamentally, fundamentally sound team, uh, I feel like the last five years, every time, I feel like I've said it to you guys, every time we see Lowell, I don't know when, maybe it's just how he schemes it up against Merrimack, but they always impress me so much. And last year, you know, you call it a down year, I say, with, with the air quotes, uh, you know, by their standards, just based on how great he has had them going for the last seven, eight years or whatever it's been. Uh, but here they were in the midst of that 10-game, that recent 10-game unbeaten streak for them. I know they had the two tough games with Providence last week, but I'm sure he's not happy with how the start of that second period went, but I'm sure they're gracious to be up by, by a goal after, the first, after two periods. Um, this is a rivalry matchup, I'm sure. They remember that from last year, with the way Merrimack ended their season uh, early, earlier than I'm sure they anticipated. And this is the freshmen from Merrimack who are going to play some pretty big roles in the years ahead, getting their first taste of the action too. And you know, you saw the two freshmen setting up uh, the tying goal for Kramer at the time. Uh, obviously, you saw Chase Kreisak, or another freshman on that first goal. Uh, I think it's it's had all the, the goings of an entertaining period. I, I agree. I don't think anyone would have predicted how it played out there. I think Logan Halliday deserved a better fate on at least two of those goals there to start the first, but hey, you know what, sometimes it is what it is, lost within it all, I believe 21 saves for Craig Pantano in the second period alone, that's eye-popping, I know they, they pile him up on that one power play, he did absolutely everything he could have uh, at the end of that power play there, and they finally buried a rebound, so I'm looking at Craig Pantano, can he match that, will Lowell still have uh, that advantage from a shot standpoint in the third, it should be a fun finish regardless of how it winds up, and you know, Merrimack at this point, playing for pride, you know, eliminated from the postseason uh, picture last weekend. I loved seeing that fight and just how the puck went their way to start the second. It's going to be a fun third, I think. Tomorrow night, senior night at Merrimack. Usually it's the last home game of the season, but it's going to be tomorrow night, Saturday night, so that the players from out of town, their families and so on can come in and, and spend that time with them. Perhaps fitting that uh, one of the guys that's really stood out here in this game has been a senior from just down the road in Tuxbury and Derek, Derek Petty. Yeah, well, I mean, for, for all six of those guys, they've had quite the stories, but I remember when Derek arrived and he 
he was one of the few guys, at least, in, and it was earlier in my tenure at Merrimack, but certainly was, uh, you know, oh, he, he didn't play junior, he just played prep here. You know, uh, I forget his team, but he just came off a prep team here in, in northern Massachusetts, uh, the Middlesex Bears, I forget what it would have been, but he was pretty unheralded, but, you know, he, he, had, he played some big roles early and often. He's been in the lineup just about every night that he's been healthy over the course of his career. And, yeah, he's looked great tonight, and, you know, for all those guys, but I'm sure for Derek especially, his family being so close to here, it's been a very fulfilling, very cool four years. I'm sure he would have loved to have done a little bit more in terms of, you know, the playoff success, but, I mean, he did about everything he could from a playoff success standpoint, too. Remember him in those two UNH series back-to-back years? I mean, it seems like every time he had the puck, he was scoring. Uh, they're, they're, it's a great group. Uh, last Merrimack player to score five points in a game. Hey, exactly. That Arizona State game, right? My gosh. Look where they are now. I know. Talk, think about that. Uh, it's very cool for Derek, I'm sure. All these all these seniors, you know, it's the three captains, obviously. And I really, it would have been so cool to, to get to know Matt McCardle over, over the course of the four years if he had been here. Uh, he's some guy that he's had some gems every time I walk by him. And, you know, he, he assimilated right into the team. And, you know, he knows his role. He's the new guy. He's, he's a grad transfer. He doesn't try to be more than you know, from a personality standpoint how he thinks he should be. But I know the three captains welcome him right away. He's, he's well-respected in the locker room. And, I mean, Alex Carl, like Babcock, Derek Petty, fantastic leaders. Then you got the two goalies, obviously, that, that, you know, what Drew did earlier in his career, what Craig is doing now later in his career. Uh, I think it's been a pretty cool bookend to see how they started and, and now are finishing careers. It's a great group. It's always emotional on senior night. Obviously, it's a little weird when you when you have it on your penultimate home game. Uh, but it is what it is. It was, I think, appropriate and made the most sense for the parents and having to travel back and forth. Um, it'll be an emotional night, and obviously, Lowell will be, uh, it'll be a very important game for them as well. Merrimack will be playing for pride. Uh, nearby rivals. We'll see how the rest of this game goes and see uh, how, if at all, that impacts tomorrow night. You know, I, I, I would be remiss if I didn't bring this up. And, you know, you being, uh, you know, uh, employee of the athletic department and so on, it's been a tough, tough last few weeks for Merrimack with the, the, the passing of Lance Brady, the director of hockey operations for the men's hockey team. And then just word we're getting of uh, uh, graduate and alum football player, Artis Holt, uh, and, and tragic uh, situation, uh, you know, being killed in what seemed like it might have been a robbery or something like that. I don't know, down in Baltimore. Um, like I said, you know, it, 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 ha- it has been tough. Uh, your thoughts on those two situations? Um, listen, it's, it's been an emotional couple of weeks, absolutely. Um, you know, with, with dealing with Lance, and uh, obviously there's still fact gathering involved with the situation uh, over the last couple of days or so uh, with artists. Uh, listen, there's not much more I can add right now from an official standpoint, but obviously, um, heartfelt condolences to all, all those involved. And, uh, you know, for Lance, it was a real honor to go out there and uh, hats off to obviously Coach Cab, everyone at UConn, uh, with the names on the back of the jerseys. That was, I mean, it was so touching and it was uh, really special to see. And I know through Coach Boric that uh, Lance's parents, Lance's whole family is, is touched. Uh, we're going to see if we can get them back on Thursday, potentially at one last presentation. I, I, I think we're going to try and give them some jerseys, uh, framed jerseys of Lance as well. So we'll see how that progresses. Uh, listen, tough couple of weeks. Uh, you got to keep trudging. You know, they're, for the student athletes here, that's what that's what Lance would have wanted. Obviously, that's what you know artists would have always wanted to, to to move forward you know, for the benefit of these student athletes that are here. Um, you know, you, you think about them and try and move forward, and that's the one thing that kind of steals steals you as you try and get through a really difficult situation.
women's hockey looks like they fall tonight against Northeastern 3 nothing. I believe they're locked into the 5 seed now and, and to go to Providence who's locked into the 4 seed in the first round of the Hockey East Women's Tournament highest they've ever finished uh, they just miss out on home ice which is too bad but uh, going up against the Providence team in the playoffs um, uh, you know thoughts on the women's team as well as uh, what's the schedule for the playoffs I'm guessing it's Friday, Saturday, Sunday next weekend yeah I believe that is the case uh, I know the handbook got sent out unless there were some scheduling circumstances which I don't, which I don't think will be the case Friday, Saturday, Sunday timing uh, to be determined I don't want to say anything that might be factually inaccurate um, but let's go back I know we've said I think we've said it off the air quite a few times and probably on the air if you were to tell us four years ago before the women's hockey program dropped the puck on and they're in arguing season hey in your fourth year you're going to be in the, you know you could finish as high as third goal in the last couple of weeks of the season and be a lock for the playoffs and be a pretty darn good team and I'm sure they would have signed up for it uh, there's some work to do obviously Northeastern's really good uh, Coach Flint down there has got, got them cooking right now so no shame in, in the hard, hard fight that they put up to, that they uh, put up tonight um, we'll see what how tomorrow rolls with now that I'm, I, I believe you're right everything's locked up I think Providence couldn't even get to three at the beginning of the day so uh, you go out there you, you obviously tomorrow's about senior day an emotional day for those 11 historic seniors that built the building blocks uh, it's, it's going to be a, a fun day an emotional day and looking forward to seeing what they can do down at Providence I mean imagine that and appropriate enough the, the semis and finals are at Providence the week after so hey I'm sure that would be a cool thing too to go back to back to back weeks down at Schneider Arena um, one step at a time it's been a really really awesome year for them and they've got some incredible people on that team soon after just human beings uh, before we let you go men's and women's basketball what's going on there as well as anything else that we should mention oh well uh, good luck finding parking tomorrow <laughs> quadruple quadruple header uh, in both for basketball and hockey and then men's lacrosse they finally get their season going one o'clock tomorrow against the number one they are preseason number one uh, so it'll be a busy day tomorrow men's and women's basketball both uh, senior days for them as well uh, they're both they, yeah. women's got a huge win on Wednesday night so they're both they've got uh, they flint their playoff spots men they're jockeying for that first second third spot uh, the women are in that second third fourth spot it's going to be a fun finish two more games left for them but they're in the playoff picture they're also in the regional playoff picture men's basketball uh, debuted at four women's basketball at nine top eight get in it's, it's been a great year especially for Coach LeBlanc just really really awesome to see what she's done it's going to be a fun day tomorrow alright Chris thanks as always man. we'll get a chance to chat with you again that last game against BU we'll see that thanks guys Chris Aliano guest here he is the assistant athletic director for communications at Merrimack the score after two UMass Lowell four and Merrimack three we're back with more right after this this is Warrior Hockey